What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Coaches to the Moon podcast. My name's Alex, and today I've been talking to Jillian Beck-Rogers. She is a really friendly and just all-around positive, wonderful health coach coming out of La Quinta, California. And while I talk to a lot of coaches who are pretty established in the game, and that's why I speak with them, I'm really excited to speak to Jillian today because... Uh, she's pretty new to the game, and that's interesting because I know I have a lot of audience who are new to the game. And what's interesting about Jillian is that she came from a high-end fashion job in New York City. You know, probably a lot of people's dream job. And it was her dream job for a very long time. During the pandemic at the beginning, she actually lost that job, started exploring new opportunities, and then was offered the job back. But she was ready to go and start this coaching business. So she actually left that job of her own accord during all the insecurity and craziness of the last 18 to 24 months. Jillian actually dropped what she thought was her dream to start her new dream in the coaching world. And I know a lot of us have done that. So this is a really great uplifting conversation for anyone who's in the space of getting started in coaching, uh, perhaps struggling with the whole work from home or work in almost isolation by yourself. And, uh, the, the trials and tribulations that come with just starting to market yourself online to be authentic yet, you know, be an authority, to be imperfect yet someone that people want to follow. And it's a really cool conversation for anyone in that early stage of coaching or indeed in any stage of the coaching journey. So I really hope you like this podcast with Jillian Beck Rogers. And guys, this is Coaches to the Moon. Thanks for listening. This is Coaches to the Moon, the only podcast you need to skyrocket your coaching business and create true impact on the world. Here's your host, Alex Morris. Welcome back to the Coaches to the Moon podcast, ladies and gentlemen. I'm really excited to be here today going transnational with uh, Gillian Beck-Rogers. She's a health and wellness coach from La Quinta. We're currently residing in La Quinta, California. Uh, she left the fashion industry not long ago to start this health coaching journey. She's helping people with everything holistically from food to optimizing their energy and stress levels. And I'm really excited to see how your business has gone over the last year in the, the world we've been living in. So Jillian, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's uh, always a pleasure speaking with someone over in California. I, um, my brother-in-law and his family live over in San Francisco. And okay, that's where my brother lives. What a wonderful place, right? <laughs> we used to go there once a year um, until, okay. uh, and then uh, the last time we saw them was in September 2019 when my wife and I had no children. That couple had no children. And now the next time we see them, we've had two and they've had two. So there's going to be four kids between us. Oh, my God. When times <laughs> were simpler, huh? <laughs> 100%. And, and no one wants to be the one to fly from fly 15 hours or whatever with, uh, with two kids. So, yeah, it's uh, been, <laughs> but we're looking forward to getting back that to That sounds Carson. rough. Ugh. Dude, it's rough enough without the kids, right? So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, congrats on your, you know, ability to travel around the country right now and you're moving to LA soon. That must be very exciting. You've got big plans for LA? Yeah, we just found out yesterday, actually. So we're excited to be able to really put down roots somewhere and 
start the next chapter. And yeah, I'm really excited. Been dreaming about moving to California and doing this for years now. So it's really happening. That's awesome. Well, you're living kind of what the, you know, that kind of movie star life that people think of in America because you've just come from New York and now you're going to LA, <laughs> arguably the two most famous cities that everyone thinks of when we think of America. And uh, I want to talk about just where you began a little bit, because I know that you're working in the fashion industry. You're working for Ann Taylor, which is a pretty, you know, reputable, massive brand. And you had a, you know, a decent high up job at Ann Taylor. Um, and then you have in the last year or so switched over from high flying corporate in uh, New York City to health and wellness coach in La Quinta, California. Can you talk me through the shift? Yeah, it sounds pretty dramatic, I guess, when you say it that way. Um, but yeah, I worked in fashion for um, about eight years at the same company, actually. It was the first place I started right out of college. I always wanted to be in fashion since I was like nine. That's when I made my mind up. So I never really considered anything else. Um, so yeah, I went to design school, got my fashion design degree, and started working at the company. And I mean, I really enjoyed it for several years and I had the most amazing coworkers. I always say like I had, I still talk to my bosses. They're wonderful people. I really probably had like some of the best experiences, you know, in fashion in terms of the people I worked with that you possibly have. But, um, it just like, didn't resonate with me after a while. It just, it didn't feel like it fit me anymore. I feel like I had changed and it just wasn't fulfilling to me. And I knew I needed to make a change, but it took me years before I figured out what that was going to be and how I was going to do it. So here we are. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? I, we're in a very similar boat, you and I, because I was a chef for 12, 13 years working in hospitality oh and different, different aspects. So I was a waiter, sommelier, chef, manager, barista, everything. That and that exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> you get used to it, you know, you get used to it like anything else. So, um, yeah. I, you know, a 15-hour a, a shift for me, I felt the same as someone else after an eight-hour shift. You know, you get used to it. Um, I'm not very good at sitting sitting still. But that was also, that was my calling, you know, in life. And yeah. I made the shift over to being a health and wellness coach as well a few years back before I did my digital marketing business. So mm. when it stopped resonating with you, your dream semi-corporate creative job what led you towards health and wellness coaching yeah um like I said it was several years in the making I honestly mm. didn't even know what a health coach was I don't think a health coach is as common known of a thing in the U U.S. maybe in comparison to Australia I think it's a little bit more well known down there is my understanding um there's, there's a lot of people who maybe. kind of say they're a health coach like I did because they have gotten themselves healthier but don't really have any reason to be mm. teaching other people how to do it right there's no like training involved yeah. sure um but yeah so um I have always just been a very healthy person I kind of so long story short you know the pandemic happened I got furloughed along with most of the rest of the company and this was already after I had known that we wanted to move. I wanted to do something different. I just didn't know what. And of course, I didn't want to give up my job security, though. So I was like, well, we're going to stay in this job and keep getting a paycheck till I figure it out and have a perfect plan. And of course, COVID came in and just like 
ruined that. And it was just like, why, why am I wasting my time? I can plan out everything perfectly, but shit's just going to hit the fan regardless. So I just kind of looked at it as an opportunity. Like this is the perfect time. I actually got, you know, hired back after a couple of months and then I quit a month later and we moved. So I had just been doing some soul searching. I was like reading books. I was really trying to take the time to just look at all of the things that I love and trying to kind of find commonalities in between all of them, kind of like connecting the dots to figure out what could be my next thing. And um, I just got introduced into health coaching and I researched it more. I'd always kind of had it in the back of my mind for the last like year or so, but researched it further. I've always been very health conscious. I've always cooked all my meals and like given everybody nutrition advice and health advice and done that for my parents. And I'm a big rock climber. So I love keeping fit and climbing all the time. So once I learned more about what it was and the actual practice of coaching, I just became in love with it. And I love the good energy that it puts out. So yeah, I think a lot of people love the the energy that comes out of coaching, and uh, the the health space is a great place to do it. You can kind of make your lifestyle and career all about positivity and just doing what you like, and that's the uh, the beauty of coaching. Yeah, I, world, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a lovely thing. I'm I'm curious, um, coming from you know the corporate world, which a lot you know a lot of coaches do start off. Mm. Um, like yourself after a previous career, was there anything that you learned from that more corporate career that you've then been able to utilize in your own business? Yeah. I mean, I feel like just my experience at the company and the struggle that I had in feeling, I mean, I just remember when I started to realize, like, I can't do this forever. This just does not feel in alignment with me. It feels like I'm meant to be doing something else. I just don't know what that is. And I struggled with that for so many years. And the workload is really stressful. And I feel like it's more stressful when you're not enjoying the work, obviously, at all. And I mean, I got an ulcer, like, in the last few months that I was working there over the holidays, because I was just so stressed out and I was there late. And I was just, you know, you realize how much of a toll it takes on your body, all of this stress. And you always hear, you know, not to stress out and that's not good for you. But when, you know, I've really researched it more and all the things that it really does to your body and really deteriorates your health, I feel like, you know, it's good to be aware of that and it's important to fix that. But um, if I hadn't gone through all those struggles and felt so stuck for so many years and I didn't feel so, you know, miserable at times at that office, <laughs> I feel like I would never be able to relate to, you know, my clients in that kind of way. You know, you are more relatable in that you've been through that same struggle as them. So I kind of take my experience and what I felt during that time, as shitty as it was, but that is, I think, what helps me now to be a better coach have more empathy. 100%. It's kind of the classic coach's journey. The story you hear from a lot of people is uh, yeah, they are now leading from the front because they've gone through some shit and they want to help people in the same position. Now, that was like me. I, I lost a bunch of weight when I was um, a chef 
I got into the the wine and the lack of sleep and the snacking and the high end food and all. I was about you know I, I don't know how many pounds it is, but I was about 18, 19 kilos heavier than I am now. And I didn't realize at the time, but then I lost all the weight and I got really healthy. And then uh, that for me became my style of helping people was that I didn't like the fact that people were like, oh, I've got to go and count calories or I've got to go and cut out yeah. alcohol and stop drinking wine and stop drinking, eating carbs and everything. I was, I didn't do any of that stuff. I was still working as a chef. Yeah. So why do people. It's not realistic. No, no, uh, not, not as a starting point. Right. Um, I'm sure yeah, when you've got, when you've got some discipline, like I'm counting calories right now just to see how far I can go, but I've got the discipline there already <laughs> as a starting point to lose weight and, and to be healthy. Yeah. When you're told this is the regimen you've got to follow, it's really, really tough. So for me, I tried to help in the same way I, I done it. And that was through more consistent food and more consistent um it was just consistency you know and it's the basics yeah Julian. so uh that's that's really cool that you you went through it and for you it was the the misery <laughs> that you experienced in those last <laughs> couple years in the corporate world that actually took you to a place of i don't want other people to experience this and i want to help them through it yeah. And I will say, you know, it wasn't all miserable. Like I said, I was surrounded by so many good people, yeah. which I mean, not a lot of people, not everyone can say that, especially in fashion. I, I interned during college at a really high end uh, company and that place was terrifying. Like that really showed me how cutthroat it can be in that industry. And luckily I worked at a place that was not like that. Um, but also it, you know, being there, it really showed me how important it is to have good relationships with people, you know, like that is what makes being at work and doing all of these things that we do every day, like worth it is the people you get to experience this with and being able to have a positive impact on the people you're working with. And now it's just, you know, with clients that I work with. Yes. So just having those relationships with people, I think is really important. So going from the close family team environment how are you finding working by yourself as a coach it's kind of tough it's it's different I mean it's it's nice in a lot of respects I guess I don't think about it too much just because we've been during you know in this whole COVID situation where everyone's working from home so mm. I don't really feel that different about it right now it's just the way that it's been and how it's going to be probably even for a little bit longer but um, I mean, I have my husband here, so he's my coworker in a sense. But other than that, <laughs> it's pretty quiet. <laughs> very true. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? I say we sound like we come from very similar, similar spaces in that high end restaurants, high end fashion, very close team, long hours, relatively mm -hmm. high pressure, and now we're working by ourselves from a laptop or a phone at a coffee shop yeah. or in your home office, and. Uh, people say that coaching solopreneurship laptop lifestyle is the absolute dream, but it's not all sunshine and rainbows. It's just another style of office, right? Yeah. <laughs> so Nothing ever is all sunshine and rainbows. That's for sure. <laughs> no, especially the way you've gone and done it. So you, you've gone and you, after being initially furloughed, you then, you, so you quit your job on purpose in the middle of the biggest global shitstorm we've ever had. 
and started this health coaching business. What did you find difficult about launching the business during this pandemic in California, one of the most heavily affected states in the country? And was there anything that you found simpler about it? (laughs) Well, I mean, it helps that it's all online, right? I mean, we've seen how being online for your job is very important because we don't know when something like this could ever happen again. Um, so that that's definitely a big factor. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's been a challenge in just, you know, making the shift, I guess. I don't know. I think just being more secluded from people, it's a little bit harder to network. It's a little bit harder to market yourself in a more traditional way. You tend to kind of rely on like social media, which is very difficult to navigate in and of itself. Um, So that's probably some of the challenges that I've seen is that I don't feel like, you know, I have access to all the normal ways I would maybe try to market my business especially when I'm just learning and, you know, you have to kind of figure out what's working and what's not, and you know, how to do things as you go, you just figure it out. So being in a secluded situation makes it more challenging for sure. Very interesting. I'd love to talk to you about that because one of the reasons I have you on today is because you seem like an awesome person. And I generally talk to people who have been in the business quite a long time. So I was really interested what it's like, at the kind of the sharp end of the business these days mm-hmm. um, and how, you know, what are your initial impressions of marketing as a coach and the way other people do it? Are you finding it tough being on social media all the time, getting the content out? Are you finding it easy? Is there a way you'd prefer to do it if every storefront was open? What do you think? It's definitely not easy. I mean, to be quite frank, it's fucking hard. (laughs) So so, yeah, I think social media, I'm no stranger to social media, but when it comes to marketing on social media, that is an entirely different animal. And there's so many different things um, to learn, to pick up. I mean, people always say that, but I'm like, oh my God, it's real. It is true. Um, So yeah, it doesn't, doesn't really come easy to me. Um, but I really enjoy learning from other coaches. I think what resonates with me that I've noticed is the people who are really real and authentic and don't try to just sugarcoat everything that they've got it all perfectly together and everything's like perfectly branded 150%, but there's like authenticity in what they say to you. I have a couple of coaches who I follow that are really good at that. And you just feel more comfortable taking their advice and listening to them. So I try to keep that in mind when I'm doing my marketing. Um, You're trying to find that balance of feeling like, you know, stepping into your authority and being confident, but also just being authentic and be like, I don't know what I'm doing all of the time because I literally just started two months ago. (laughs) So, So it's, yeah, it's a difficult balance interesting it is a very difficult balance that's really really interesting that you said that because yeah i think authenticity is something that's coming back now and you do see a lot of the more comfortable people uh they'll talk about oh i had a shitty day today or the the 
health and fitness coaches, oh, I fucked up. I've, I've put on weight over COVID or the people saying mm-hmm. I had a breakdown the other day. And mm-hmm. stuff. when you're seeing someone who you follow and think, oh, that person's like me, I, it's okay for me to be like that. But when you're new to the game and you're trying to be perceived as someone who everyone should be following and then mm-hmm. you show your imperfections, maybe it, their confidence in you wavers a little, little bit. So are you mm-hmm. nervous to put out your imperfections on social media? I don't think so. I mean, I, I really enjoy writing out posts. I almost feel like sometimes it's like journaling, but I like just put it out there for anyone who feels like reading it, they can read it. But um, I mean, I try to be honest in that. I mean, I have a lot of struggles and days where I feel like, you know, you're doing all sorts of work and you're not seeing any progress right away for it you know you're not getting you're not reaping any reward for all the work that you're putting into it right and they always say you know it just takes time and you just have to keep going but it's really hard when you're in that moment so I feel like I feel comfortable sharing in my social media posts that I'm struggling with my mindset and I haven't really felt like working out as much the last few days but I push myself and I do the same things that I tell my clients to do because I'm like, well, hey, if it's not going to work on me, it's not going to work on anybody. So I'm going to be my own test subject and do the things like practice what I preach, basically. You got to walk the walk, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like that, that must be why we get put through the ringer because we have to just like make sure that we, we really believe what we're telling people. And I do. So. Absolutely. The, the, uh, the struggle is something that's definitely worth jumping onto for a second because um, mm-hmm. you said it's really hard in a coaching business when you're at home and you're working by yourself and you're putting in the hours yeah. and doing everything you're told you should do and mm-hmm. it's not working as fast as you thought it would. I've been there. That was very, very stressful for me. I've just written, mm-hmm. I, I keep accidentally plugging this book I'm writing. I'm not trying to plug the book, but- uh, No, while- plug away. <laughs> It's not finished yet, but um, the the first the first uh, chapter is all about where I came from. About two months into my coaching journey, where I was just seeing money go down. I was paying the coaches. I was just stressed out of my fucking mind. Ne- never knew what to do. And um, I then look at my friends who start restaurants, and they're putting out like fifty, sixty thousand dollars on day one, and then yeah, and way then. Worse. They- yeah, staff, garbage, oil, rent, insurance, on top of all your food costs. And then you're mm-hmm. making your money back, you know, $30 at a time, $12 at a time, one coffee at a time. And it kind of makes you think the coaching world is not so bad. <laughs> uh, yeah, I we've had that same conversation, me and my husband, and it was the restaurant comparison. Like it could be so much worse, you know, I'm not really losing much money it's just you know but it could be so much worse when you have you know product to buy or food to buy or business to run that has a lot of startup costs so it's a good perspective to have yeah yeah it's it's all relative though right so you gotta uh, you start a new restaurant in town people are going to go and try out the restaurant you start a new coaching business no one really cares (laughs) yeah 
<laughs> We've all you been to get people's attention. Yeah, hundred percent. A lot of people also just like are not fully aware, I think, of what coaching is and what you're offering. It's not something people go to shop for. It's not something everyone is really aware of that it's an option to them. You know what I mean? Like we don't go shop for shoes the way you go shop for a coach. So you no. have to keep that in mind when you are trying to reach out to people. And they're like, oh my God, that's really great. But I don't really know what that is. You know? <laughs> yeah, it is funny. It is funny. So that's interesting. Because I, I do marketing for coaches now and we, you know, we look at that pyramid of customers where the vast majority of people we say are not problem aware. And then you have a few people who are problem aware. They know they have a problem. But they don't really know what to do. And then the people who are solution aware. And that's like, I need a health coach or I need help. And then you've got the unicorns at the top who are ready to buy now. And you never find them. Every now and then you get someone who will ring you up and be like, can we start today? It's like, yeah, yeah, we can. <laughs> but it never happens. It happens like once a year. And then, um, yeah. so in health coaching, everyone needs to be healthy. So Jillian, how are you making people aware of the solution? Because most people know they have a problem if they have one. How are you making people aware of the solution in your marketing? Um, I just try to stress the fact that we are working on lowering, well, working on lowering your stress, lowering anxiety by doing a tried and true program. You know, I've taken several people through this program before. And so I know that it works. It's like a combination of health and life coaching because they are not mutually exclusive at all, even if you want to hope that they are. Um, but yeah, it's also just focusing on communicating to people what it is they want. So you want to feel like your most energetic self. You want to feel confident. You want to feel fulfilled. Those are especially the things that I struggled with when I was trying to make my career transition. So that's what I try to appeal to in my marketing that women want to feel a certain way. That way it kind of lights up their brain when they say like, oh, I wanna be that way. I wanna feel less stressed. <laughs> yes, boom. You talk about what they want, not what they need. Mm -hmm. right? You know what they need. Right. And then they yeah, need nobody wants to be told they have to like, you know, be super healthy and eat a certain diet plan or whatever. It's just like, no, you just want to know that you feel confident and relaxed and energetic and have the energy to do all the fun things that you want to do. Yeah. Like in the fashion industry, the way it's always been is they show fashion on the most beautiful people. Cause we want to feel really beautiful when we buy these clothes. Right. Yes. But it's don't, not realistic. <laughs> yeah, we, we don't care so much about the process, but we sell, sell what they want, right? So, um, yeah, that's uh, that's really really cool. I've been going through all your socials and everything. You've got a really great, beautifully branded website. You've got um, all over your Facebook and Instagram. You are living that kind of life that people want, though. It does seem like people want to be like you because, like you said, happy, energized traveling a lot, although not so much at the moment. Um, yeah, that was a, that was a little bit ago, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's, you know, <laughs> you're, you're giving off the real impression of someone we would want to follow and, and like a, a real leader in the space. I can imagine a lot of ladies um, who you work with would be really interested in living like you. So you say you work with ladies 
at the career crossroad, which is kind of like mm-hmm. early to mid thirties, having that shift that we all have these days. Why do you think that the sort of early thirties is such a good niche for coaches to work with? Well, I just feel like for me, and I think for a lot of people, you kind of do a self check-in when you hit 30, right? I mean, it's not like, it's not a midlife crisis or anything, but you know, when you hit your thirties, you want to know like, geez, am I like on the right track? Cause I see all my other friends moving forward in that same single career, which I feel like we are told we should be doing. And so when you feel like you need to veer off the path and start over, it feels kind of wrong. But I think that's just how we've been conditioned. So, I mean, I did, you know, a check-in with myself around 30 and I was just like, okay, well, I got to do this now or else like, when am I going to do it? And I feel like a lot of other women can relate to that. And, you know, there's certain times in your life where you do check in on that. But I know in your 30s, you're really starting to develop your career. You need to start making some decisions. And, you know, that can be a really stressful time. You know, you're not in your 20s anymore. Things aren't just like super fun, going out partying all the time. (laughs) Like you're becoming an adult. A lot of women are starting to have kids, you know, and it's time to make some decisions and that can be very stressful. So I think that it's, you know, and a niche that a lot of people can relate to and fit into. For sure. And for clients, they're perfect clients around that age for what you do, guiding them through this it's a stressful time. I just turned 30. I just had kids. And now I'm thinking, you know, oh shit, am I putting enough money into their bank account, you know, for the future? (laughs) Or like, is cash going to exist in 10 years time? Or should I just put it all into freaking NFT? All those adulting questions. (laughs) But what, what about, um, for people to actually go out and start their own business as well? What would you say to any one listening who's in their corporate job and they know they need to kick it and go and do their own thing, but they are scared to leave that security. Hmm. I think, you know, you need to just honor the fact that you are feeling scared and that that's totally okay. And that is a perfectly normal thing. Um, But I think just like honoring what you're feeling in your gut, you know? And I think, that's easier said than done. But if you really truly feel in your gut, you are not in the right place and you just need to do something about it. I think that that's all you really need to know. I would say, you know, you need to get your, get a plan in order, like understand your financial situation before you just go and like quit your job. Like I would never recommend to just like, woo, my gut tells me I need to quit. So I'm just going to go quit and not think about anything else. Like I would not do that. But Yeah, I think that you just need to honor that feeling because I just trust that things will work out if you're being true to yourself and you're doing something because it feels more purposeful and fulfilling to you if it feels right in your gut. And actually, I had a client who I worked with um, earlier this year and she was starting a new business. Um, She is starting a ceramics company. And so she went through all of these same stresses, you know, she was, you know, in a tough financial situation, starting out herself. And we worked through all of that. And it was very eye opening, getting to do that with her. That's really, really nice. I, I quit my job when I started coaching. And Mm -hmm. 
because that's what you you get told when you're a bloody 25 year old dude and everyone's like you got tony robbins on stage going you got to burn the boats you got to give you away give yourself no way out and a lot of people are following that advice and completely destroying their bank accounts and their stress levels go through the roof i'll happily say this jillian is i have always up until this year i've always gotten the best results in my businesses when i've had a full-time job in a kitchen because mm. you know your your bills are paid your your day job you know so well and mm-hmm. a lot of that stress goes out the window so you can approach your business as a passion project but when you are mm. full-time in a business that's producing no income, it's really easy to just start to resent it and think, what the fuck am I doing here? So what you just said about, you know, having a good plan before you leave and start a coaching business. Very glad you said that. (laughs) Yeah. And I think, you know, you need to know that you do have a good financial net. Like if you have a partner, you need to discuss this with them. Like you need to be smart about it. You can't just you know, live on passion alone, you have to eat. So it's good to plan things ahead and yeah, don't be stupid about it. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. So let's talk about planning ahead now. You've said that uh, during the pandemic, you've struggled to market your business the way you'd like to. And I know you're a big traveler and you love moving all Mm -hmm. around the world. What are your plans for your business once you move to LA and the world opens up again? Yeah, I'm hoping to just really be able to like settle into a good community there. Um, Right now we've kind of been living, you know, in between places. So it's been hard to really put down roots and, you know, develop a new community. And it'd be nice to go out and meet people in a more organic way. Again, you know, like pre-COVID life, (laughs) go out and meet people the normal way. So that'll be really good. And also just, you know, working with more people in the community by doing, you know, referrals and things like that, or, you know, working with people that are in the community who also work with my clientele as well. Referrals are the best marketing there is, right? Word of mouth. And, uh, (laughs) you know, you know what I found as a sneaky little hack in the coaching industry to get clients is that, Coaches are very, very transparent. And if you've got lots of coaches as friends on social media and one of them messages mm-hmm. you out of the blue, they're probably trying to sell you something. So mm-hmm. what I did, started a, start a podcast and invite people onto the podcast. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a beautiful way of reaching out to a lot of people you've never met before, making lots of new yeah. friends and connections. And every now and then you might find someone who's going to be a perfect client for you. And uh yeah, so I, th- I think it's that's been my little hack. Brilliant for network. <laughs> it's just fun. I, I like podcasting. I like I like the content creation, and you know, you and yeah. I uh, get away from our relatively isolated jobs and have an awesome, awesome chat for forty minutes. Yeah, about life on the other side of the world. Mm-hmm. I really I hope- love listening to podcasts. This is my first one that I've ever been on, though, so it's a little bit different than just listening to it. <laughs> I'm very honored. How has it been for you? Have you enjoyed having a little chat? Yeah, this is fun. I love chatting with people. Well, you got to get me on your podcast when you start it next week, you know? Yeah. 
Add that to my list, my long, long list. Add it to the list of things. You got you to gotta choose the content that's right for you. And uh, yeah. you seem to take really good pictures. Your, your social is so vibrant and colorful yeah. and really good, uh, really good captions. Yeah. And I saw a photo of you. It was just like a bunch of octopuses hanging off like a string. I'm assuming. Uh, <laughs> yes, that was, uh, that was in Santorini, I think, um, on our trip. So. Yeah, there's lunch for the day. Yes, basically. I basically had octopus every possible moment that I could on that trip, which was pretty often. But um, yeah, it was nice to just see it hanging there in front of you waiting for you. It's funny. It's, it's an acquired taste, the old octopus. It doesn't look like the most appealing food in the world. But uh, when people get into so octopus, good. goodness me, I can think of eight good reasons to eat octopus every day. So... <laughs> What a stupid freaking joke. Jillian, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. It's been a real pleasure talking to you. I'm really excited that you've managed to be one of the people who started this dream job and, and you're out there killing it and you are getting through all the, you know, real trials and tribulations, not only of business, but during a pandemic and you've got a massive smile on your face and like a really positive, <laughs> positive person to follow. So, um, I'll have this podcast Thank you. in heaps of different places. Where can we find you on the internet? Yeah, well, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook um, at Jillian Beck Rogers. And yeah, I post there pretty often. So there's got lots of free content that I'm building up. Awesome. So yeah. Well, I'll put a link to your socials in all my links and I want to thank you one more time. So everyone who's been listening today, it's been a pleasure watching, streaming, wherever you are. Thank you very much, Jillian. As always, one more big thank you to you. Thank you so much for having me here. <laughs> it's been awesome. And uh, everyone listening, I'll see you soon and peace out. Coaches to the Moon will be back next week. Until then, reach us on Facebook at To The Moon Digital Marketing.